Welcome, Fivers, to another episode of High Five, the podcast, a movie podcast for people who like other stuff, too. On this week's episode, your hosts Q and Jay dive into some of their favorite movies and hopefully talk about some of your favorites, too. Feel free to yell at your speakers when we ignore your favorites, or you could just tweet at us with your choices, like an adult. Now, let's join Q and Jay in the writer's room as they dive in. Fair warning. This podcast may contain spoilers for movies that came out 20 years ago, but at this point, that's really your fault. And now, on with the show. On this week's episode of Doomsday Preppers, we sit down with Q&J hosts of High Five the Podcast to talk about their preparedness for the coronavirus outbreak. Jay, what's up? What was that? What was that guy? Who was that talking? That was the voiceover for Doomsday Preppers. We're on the show right now. Wait, why are we? Oh, is this? This is what you invited me over for. Yes. Yes. Okay. I thought we were recording a podcast episode tonight, but now there's a voiceover guy. No, no, no. Way more important things. Okay. Okay. The Doomsday Prepper guys are here. Disembodied voiceover is going to be happening just kind of throughout, right? Okay. That's okay, just I how the show operates. So Doomsday what? Preppers, just to... You what don't know? That? No, You've never I've seen that? Never okay. seen that. So basically, you know how you and I have been preparing for the coronavirus outbreak? Oh, together? yes. I'm terrified. I'm terrified of everything. So what these guys are going to do is they're going to go through... We're going we're gonna to basically tell them the preps that we've put together. Okay. And they are going to rank us... On our sur- on a survival scale, so they're going to give us oh, they're going to assign points, okay. and they're going to tell us how long okay. we have to survive based I've on never all w- of the amazing preps that we've. Done. I've never watched this show, but I can tell you, I'm excited because I think they're going to be really impressed. impressed. I mean, you you we ha- we have episodes on zombie movies. We know how to survive in the end of the world situations. Exactly. I don't know if there are any people more qualified on the planet to do this show than us. Exactly. So I'm going to let them guide us, and then we're okay. just going to list list what we have, okay? So, All right, let's do it. First category is food storage. So, Jay, they want to know about our food storage. So basically, um, I came with three 30-gallon trash bags of Twizzlers and Skittles like you and I had talked about because, you know, movie snacks. Right, right? exactly. Um, well, of course. I mean, and I, I love that idea. Those don't go bad. And the garbage bags, easy to carry. Um, exactly. I, I actually took it a step further. We need something hardy. We need something, you know, to sustain ourselves. So sure. I have opened um, 57 cans of chunky soup and oh. emptied them into water balloons. Oh, delicious. And then I've put those water balloons in old barrels from my garage. So when we get thirsty, we can just throw it at each other. And then it's just, it's a ready-made meal. Ready-made meal, yeah. It's prepared. Yeah. So we, we had talked, too, about um, beverages. And, you yeah. know, like, lots of people are like, oh, store water. We got to get water. Bottles, buy bottles I mean, of water. water's everywhere. Exactly. So you and I decided that instead, caffeinated beverages are going to be key, right? That's it. So I went out and bought 250 Mountain Dew 2 liters. Code Perfect. red, like you had asked for. Uh, you have to go code red. Code red. Because it's an emergency, right? It, exactly. It's a, co- it's a code red. I don't even know what we're talking. It's a, who? Uh, I don't. Okay, let's keep going. But I also have 374 packets of hot chocolate. Oh. Mini, mini marshmallows. Great. Great, great. Um, I, uh, I went a, a bit further. Okay. And and I have been saving my spit in mason jars for about three months. What? Yeah. Organic. Smart. It's Smart. We're going green this apocalypse. So it is. Gr- it is. I'm telling you're you. You're showing me a jar right now, and it is also green. So and it's also literally going green. I hope you like the last little bit I've brought. I, I made a sculpture of a flamingo out of used mac and cheese. And we can just kind of spoon it's it off. Beautiful. As we need it, right? Yeah. As we need. As it. we need it. Spoon. Perfect. Uh, so, food, clearly we've got it covered. Yeah. Next category is weapon preparedness. Yeah. Weapons. Okay. So, you and I, we talked about this before. We put a lot of thought into it. Most people go with guns, right? 
but you're gonna run out of bullets. Of course, you gotta have something that is sustainable. That is why I've broken this Coke bottle. Exactly. Now, Ouch, it, now right? it, it broke all the way, so I'm just holding shards of glass, and the more I squeeze, you know, bleeding. Um, right. But it's but painful. you could also throw it. Exactly. Exactly. You and could then throw I pick the, up the shards, pieces, pick up them, pick them back up. There you go. It again. Reloaded. It's re it's reusable. Yep. I also I watched a lot of on the inside that prison show, mm, and mm, I have yeah. I have bought several industrial packs of toothbrushes. I've melted the ends and filed them sharp, and I have about thirty-seven ships. Oh, perfect. Did you bring them into the shelter? I didn't. I left them at home. So, but if we ever go there, we are safe. 37 shivs ready to go. Uh, that is, I guess, unless anybody else doesn't take them first. So, there is that. Oh, I, see I did the, leave them yeah. on the counter. So. With, a, with, a, with a note on it right. that said shivs. Said, right, and it said, please don't take. <laughs> well, at least there's that. Yeah, so... <laughs> Honestly, listen, post-apocalyptic honor system. Okay. And, and outside of that, I'm pretty much a pacifist. So I don't see how this could go. We'll just I tell really people to. I, I really feel like I'm going to be able to communicate with the zombies and just it, talk them down. Exactly. Exactly. The pen uh, is mightier than the sword, guys. That's why I bought a bunch of Bix. And that's why we are writers, not fighters. You know what Damn I'm saying? right. Thank you. Uh, all right. Next category. Shelter. All right, so as far as shelter goes, um, I mean, basically we have the writer's room. Yeah, no, it's just an upstairs room in my house. Right. It's insulated, though. It is. And you put in a new window air conditioner. Right. So it'll be cool in it's the nice. summer. Now, I do have this very nice nine-foot refrigerator cardboard box. And oh, on shit. it, I have drawn... A very scary guy holding a chainsaw, which oh, I call. I, I a saw it's a scare zombie. Oh, got it. I like no. it. I I think it'll work. Honestly, I know we're I, I know were, we're talking about the coronavirus, but I really think it'll scare zombies and coronavirus. I'm gonna I'm gonna role play here, and I'm gonna I'm a marauder, right? Okay. So I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna come up and look. Uh, ah! Ah! That's it. You're out. No way. No I'm way. Not, I'm not going. I'm not moving past this refrigerator box. Scare sca zombie. Nope. I'm not. So no, well done. First off, well done. I'm telling you, this show, they, they did themselves a favor bringing us on. So uh, that's all the categories. So, guys, Doomsday Prepper guys, we are ready. We are excited to hear the results about what what our survival time is. I think it's going to be pretty good, Jay. I'm, Do your I'm worst. Feeling, I'm feeling confident. Oh. Our team of experts have rated your preps on a scale of 1 to 10, assigning you points for each prep. In the food category, on a scale of one to 10, Doomsday Preppers has awarded you one point. Okay. All right. All right. That's, I feel okay with that. That's, right. You know, that's start, okay. Start small, hey, we can only eat. go up second here. Second half podcast or second half podcast. On the next category of weapon preparedness, the Doomsday Preppers have assigned you a two. Okay. Open for a little two. higher, but you know what? Two better, better than the first round. Honestly, up. if I wouldn't have forgotten the shivs at my house, that would have been a ten. Easy, clear, easy, clear, easy. Eight points for shivs. In the category of shelter, our experts have given you a one. Ah. Ooh, really? The scare zombie. I I don't know. I'm gonna. Can I disagree. We can we file an appeal? Is no. There an, is there, no, we can't. All right. So I just, I just, let's, just we'll just agree to disagree. All right. After tallying your overall score, our doomsday prepping experts have decided that you have a combined total of four points, which means you have an estimated 30 minutes of survival time. Sweet! Sweet! 30 minutes? Longer than I thought. That's at least an episode of Rick and Morty. Oh, my God. This is the best. We kick ass at prepping, Jay. 30 minutes. High, high five. five. Should we high five? High five! High five! High five! High five! High five, son! Woo! High five! Don't leave me hanging.
Oh, man. Who would have thought, right? You and I, 30 whole minutes. That means once the apocalypse happens, you and I are at least, at least living through the initial termination of <laughs> the rest of the humanity. I well, go, uh, Good, so we can watch it happen, I guess. Yeah. Is the way that's going to work. I, sure. You know, <laughs> the thing about it is that was a fun bit, Q, I'll be honest. Um, I enjoyed I enjoyed doing that opening bit. Perfect. Um, I would I wouldn't even make it to thirty minutes. No, neither would I. <laughs> the, 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 the thing about it is like you know we've been watching and and I don't want to make too much light of the coronavirus scares going around. We are also sure. taking precautions and people's you know people are Definitely. dying, but. I am the type of person who always think I have everything anyway. Like, I'm the worst type of patient because the doctor at least three times a year has to be like, no, don't look stuff up on the Internet before you come to see me. He's like, Jay, he's <laughs> told me that specifically. And you're like, listen, does this mole look weird to you? And he's like, listen, if for the last time, this is my house. Right. And, and you're like, I think I morning. have the flu. Look at this mole. But, but this one was like, all right, guys, coronavirus killing the whole world. If you're tired or if you have a slight cough, you might die. I'm like, shit, I'm tired all the time. I think and I had the coronavirus for 12 years. <coughs> I can't stop coughing. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, it is, it, is a, it is an interesting thing. Now, let's talk facts, right? Sure. So you and I... If anything else, are at the very core a science podcast, right? That's what we have never said anything untrue or unverified on this show ever. Don't fact check that. I mean, we 100% speak in facts and facts only. We're pretty right? much the Bill Nye of podcasts, even though Bill Nye has a podcast. We're like Bill Nye the movie, guys. Exactly. So. Uh, I read a very interesting article. So this this uh, coronavirus thing is happening. And just to let you guys know, Fivers, who are listening, uh, on this episode of High Five the Podcast, we've decided to talk outbreak movies, right? Virus outbreak movies. Come on, everybody's going and written Contagion on Amazon Prime. There has to be a reason. We want to talk about it. So we're going to talk about that thanks to uh, the current upheaval of society due yes. to the coronavirus. Which is basically over the past what month and a half now has Something grown like to what feels like a pandemic kind of level. It's like pandemic of like a fear. People are fearing the pandemic. Exactly. It's like this crazy outpouring of like people are rushing to their Sam's Club and Costco's and they're buying out like all of the hand sanitizer and toilet paper. We're, and we're decimated water. here. Like, all the Sam's Club and Costco's, no toilet paper, no paper towels. Weirdly enough, I went to my Kroger, and they were picked bone dry of Diet Dr. Pepper. <laughs> well, that's because you bought it all right for us. For That's how we prep. We talk was, sodas. Water is going to be plentiful, so we need. The, the thing is, I, I just coughed on the podcast. There's going to be someone listening to this show who's like a doctor and is like going uh, to, like, Diagnose uh, diagnosing over the air <laughs> via audio. He seemed to get he seemed to sure get winded a lot during the podcast. He was coughing at an interval of three to five minutes at a time. Coronavirus. <laughs> so no. So the crazy part is is hit us this. up on Twitter so, if you think I have coronavirus. I read I read a uh, uh, <laughs> wow that'll be an intro. Yes, please hit us up on Twitter. Also hit up uh, Project Hyphen Nerd. Let them know if you think Jay from High Five Podcast. <laughs> Has the uh, coronavirus? Coronavirus. <laughs> uh, we're looking for odds here. We want legitimate odds because Jay can't go back to the doctor again. They have kicked him out for coming too many times. So we need you to diagnose him. Does Jay have the coronavirus? My insurance cap's already been met, and it's March. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so no, one of the crazy things, Jay, and I got to ask you about this. Um, is this is? Uh, do you remember when the Ebola thing happened a couple years ago? And I, like, I remember it happening, but I honestly don't remember being this personally, like, thinking about it. Sure. Um, but I remember when it happened, yes. It, like, as it started to grow, like, it was, it was you know, in the 24-hour news cycle, like, it was all over the place. People were talking about it. People were talking about it. But it wasn't really a stateside thing. Right. 
So this is the first time that I've ever seen panic on this scale outside of like, I suppose, swine flu, which wasn't like as big as this. But I remember lots of people were talking about like, oh, God, swine flu. I remember swine flu. I forgot all about swine flu, man, until you just mentioned it. Like, that's a thing. And well, it was we're all going to turn into pigs or whatever it is that. Well, and I mean, similar like. One of the things that was weird, or at least this time for me, is that, you know, in the other one with uh, Ebola was kind of not really a stateside thing. Even this one up until about a week ago was kind of like, oh, well, it's not really a stateside thing. And then it hit Washington State. And I was like, hmm, now it's in the states. And then, like, the next place it hit was w- Williamson County, Franklin, Tennessee. And I was like, have you got to be kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> so I do have to ask. um, what do you think on a like a I read an article today that talked about the psychological impact of coronavirus is m- far worse than the actual like physical impact of coronavirus. Like people like I think they said it's point zero 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 one percent of the population has gotten coronavirus. Uh, which is less than the average seasonal flu. Right. But the, like, scare and outpouring of it being, you know, on everybody's mind, it's covering the news, it's everywhere, is, you know, 20 times that of the seasonal flu. Um, Do you think that there is danger in the psychological reaction and response to something like this? Oh, I mean, I, I definitely do. I, I think, you know, it will, it's, it's gotten to me, you know, it is starting sure. to personally, you know, drive my anxiety up because now I'm thinking about it all the time. And, you know, one of the things that you see in a lot of the articles is always at the end, don't go out and buy masks in a panic because the people who actually need masks aren't getting them. Like people were taking them from, uh, hospital like store store rooms and stuff sure and then people who are actually in the hospital needing masks aren't getting them and then therefore getting sicker so like i think there's like a ripple effect to everything that goes along with it and honestly part of me and i know um you know we've read up on it as well one of the things that i am big on is always you know trying to go into something informed and so as soon as we started really getting worried about it the first thing we did was we called the doctor and we're like listen you're a medical professional tell us what we should look out for what we should be scared about and what we should do about our kids and then they told us that and then everything else on facebook just kind of then is seen through that context and that's helped me kind of keep it at a level pace without freaking out because i'm not going off what the internet says for once in my damn life sure i do appreciate that being an internet aficionado as i am as well i do appreciate uh, kind of taking a real world foot on ground approach. It's like, listen, you're our personal doctor. What right. should I be worried about? Now I have a question too. So, and this is totally going to play into the episode um, because I have heard no shortage of conspiracy theories regarding coronavirus. Oh right? lord! Which is which? Honestly, some of them are kind of rad. If I if I go <laughs> like if I go to I mean not rad as in like great, but rad as in like that's a pr- that would make a good movie. Well, isn't um, one of them basically the premise of the stand? Like it was created in a secret Chinese like military facility and it escaped. Yes, that is definitely one. There's another that I heard, which is it's basically like a Thanos plot by the world's governments. So here's the situation. And here's why where like some of it I'm like, that sounds kind of plausible. So it's the plot of the Kingsman pretty much? Yeah. So basically what has happened is the world is aware, like the governments are aware of global warming and climate change. And they've realized that we've hit this point of like no return. And there's not really a lot that we can do on a massive global scale to affect that everyone's going to agree quickly. with. So what they've done is they've created a, a mega virus that essentially attacks the weak and elderly <laughs> to try and cull the world's population. And they set it off in the country with the <laughs> highest elderly population out of any country in the world. All right. I'm with you. That's kind of rad. That's crazy. That sounds like a rad movie plot, right? It sounds like something that, well, it is the plot of Godzilla, King of the Monsters. It gets crazier, right? 
because then they're like they set it off in China, which has a re- like a super high elderly population, right? Because here's the thing: people are living longer and longer we nowadays. Nip that in the bud, right? Well, that's that's kind of the thing is they say that we need to reduce the human humanity's carbon footprint, <laughs> and old people aren't dying off. So. But they're the ones who are most expendable or viewed as most expendable, right? Here's the next crazy part. First reported U.S. case is in Washington, right? Where? An old folks' retirement home. (laughs) Right? Wait. Also, the person who contracted it, no known contact with anybody that had had traveled outside of the United States. So, a seemingly spontaneous case. Wait. Of Wait. the coronavirus. Did a doppelganger scratch him in any way? I know. I was thinking that too. <laughs> the outsider. No, but how crazy is that, right? Then you go and you start thinking about the countries that have had the biggest impact. Italy, right? Huge elderly population. Which, by the way, my parents had to cancel. They were going to Italy like in two weeks. Crazy. And they had to cancel their trip. So that's that's one of the most fascinating, compelling theories that I've heard so far was that. And I was like, because most of that is kind of plausible. Like that logic tracks a little bit. Well, the thing about it is it's and I mentioned it as jokes along the way, but it's basically the plot of Kingsman. It's a subplot of Thanos. It is basically the plot of um, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, believe it or not. And then it's also part of um, – oh, there was shit. Oh, V for Vendetta. That's basically yeah. what happens in V for Vendetta is the government creates a virus or creates a disaster and then cures that virus and becomes like an all-powerful power, authoritarian exactly. dictatorship. Exactly. So, I hate it. I hate that so much because it's so plausible. <laughs> and then the second one – You'd Mel Gibson to me. God damn you. The second one that I heard is less plausible but uh, is – <laughs> and ties into the recent Nashville tragedies as well. Oh which Lord! You guys had some tornadoes come through there that like fucked shit up. Like, dude, people I love are... my hometown of Nashville, and it, it it was some of the most devastating photos I've ever seen. It was it was freaky, and I it, it, where we were, we just got really heavy wind. wasn't that scary, not too much damage. But like people I work with, it was going down their street. Like they sure. were saying, they were waking up with like you know electrical like poles just exploding and it was as bright as day like it was crazy crazy. and And then he look it hit like two blocks away from friend of the show jason marston's house yeah it was it was crazy and if you look at like the the pattern on a map like it was a perfect like laser straight line like from east nashville or essentially like lebanon mount juliet area to like west nashville it was like perfectly just went straight through it um so I have heard that the RNC controls weather machines, <laughs> uh, the, and they caused a tornado on Super Tuesday, essentially, um, to keep people from voting. <laughs> I, but I've I, also I, heard I, I, that I don't know the validity of that the, one. The coronavirus, right, was created as a as a wag the dog <laughs> style. Uh, like distraction from <laughs> the presidential election. Well, the caravans, also... the, the caravans didn't work in 2018, so this time they're actually gonna make a virus. <laughs> exactly. So those are less plausible and a little more crazy, but those are some of my favorites because I just thought that that was. I was like, a weather machine, <laughs> the presidential election. That also sounds like more of like a uh, 2012 type. <laughs> if we plot. have. If we have weather machines and we have sharks, how close are we to a Sharknado? <laughs> Pretty close. Pre- okay. It's going to be wanna, huge. I want to be. I want a Sharknado by the end of the week. It's going to be huge. It's got to be huge. Uh, we're going to test it on Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> there are no sharks here. Why is this happening? <laughs> yeah. We're not near any body of water. I don't understand. I just wanted to see a wax replica of Dolly Parton. Um, so anyway, there's there, no shortage of movie-like plots in real life regarding outbreaks and tragedies, and that leads us as a perfect segue into today's episode topic, which okay. is viral outbreaks in movies. And I want to start with kind of what you just said, like 
a very we're seeing in real life um, sure. wh- how this plays out. Did you ever see Contagion? I mentioned it earlier in the show as kind of joking on people renting it on Amazon Prime, but that's totally true because people I are did. watching this movie. You you saw it when it was in theaters. Yep. yep. What did you think of it when it was in theaters? Um, I didn't think it was great. <laughs> okay. See, that's where I'm getting. I had the exact same opinion, but the thing about it was that it was so real to life on how something like this happens. That sure. It was. I think that was where it was. That was the major downfall. Is Soderbergh just made a movie that was too realistic, and it was boring basically because of that. But we didn't listen, Q. We didn't exactly. listen. Exactly. Uh. Like, I remember watching that movie and being like, wow, this is, like, really how this could have happened. I want to go. And then, here we are. Did you say, I want to go? I want to go. <laughs> I want to go. Where? <laughs> Elsewhere. Somewhere else. Was it, um, who was the guy, he was, um, he was Rorschach in, uh, oh, Jackie Earl Haley. He yeah. was in that movie, wasn't he? He was, like, a janitor or something that got it? I can't remember. All I remember is Matt Damon and Jude Law and Gwyneth Paltrow. Okay. No, there was also um, the the chick uh, Kate Winslet was like a scientist. Oh, that's and right. And she was like she was tracing it back to like somebody. Fishburns in it. And I think if I remember correctly, it all went back to someone like sneezed on sushi in a in a casino in China when an American was on a business trip or something. And if I'm being honest, that's not far from the situation. So supposedly the coronavirus started in a fish market in China. <clears throat> Weird. Uh, contaminated fish. Weird, or very weird. Did Steven Soderbergh write the convert the coronavirus? <laughs> he, he totally did. I mean, so uh, that one uh, we've both admitted that one's not our favorite, but I will say it's incredibly true to life. More so than something like the Andromeda Strain, you know, the Michael Crichton one that's about an alien, you know, infecting like virus their, that yeah, you were sure. But then you have even even more like wider. Uh, scope ones like um, uh, 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 what am I trying to think of? Oh, twenty eight days later. See, you I have something love like that. Twenty eight days later, which is another kind of viral pandemic. Um, and some may say zombie movie. I don't know that it's a zombie movie. I don't know that you it, it, can consider the creatures zombies. I guess yeah. you kind of can. They're like rage. They're like rage monsters. They're basically people, but like their rage gets turned up to like five billion. The only distinction that they that they or that they don't make to make it a pure on zombie is they don't. As far as I remember, and it's been a couple of years since I've seen that movie, is they don't state flat out that the people die before they right. become rage filled. Right. So I, I don't know. Like it takes all of the tenets of a zombie movie. You know, I mean, it, it, Walking sure. Dead basically apes the shit out of it, and sure. so it takes all those tenets and it uses them. But I don't know if it's straight up a zombie movie. It's totally an outbreak movie. I had it. And I'll play my cards a little bit. It was one of the first ones I thought of when we were starting doing this topic. Of course, it's a and it's an awesome movie. Oh it yeah, just, it, no, it's just, just in general great. So let's go through. I think I think the best way to tackle this subject because there's a ton of outbreak type movies. I sure. think what we should do is. We essentially are going to end this episode with a list. So let's let's talk about in depthly a handful of the movies that we think of uh, when we think outbreak movies. I think sure. that that would be a good way to kind of do this instead of trying to run through the list of outbreak movies that have no, existed, yeah, no. Like let's talk about some tentpole ones, right? So let's pick one. So um, let's talk since you you brought it up immediately. Let's talk Contagion. Um, so my experience with this movie, um, it, the movie was kind of marketed back in, let's see, when did this come out? 2011? Yeah, what? I mean, it was within the last decade, I believe. Um, yeah, nope, 2011. Um, when this movie came out, I originally, uh, not for, you know, not understanding what Steven Soderbergh's, like, oeuvre looked like, but... Um, I thought this was going to be more like a like an outbreak. I thought movie, that right? I thought the same thing. Like it's like it an was marketed and <laughs> it was marketed as <clears throat> yes, like a new an updated version of Outbreak. Is like, hey, remember that monkey from the nineties? Like, here's one for the two thousands, and it's gonna rock your socks. 
but it did. It was almost like if the movie Volcano had turned into Pierce Bronson, like really going into the science of how a volcano worked under L.A. and then it never erupted. Exactly. Exactly. And that's kind of that's that's kind of the thing. It's like an hour and a half of magma talk and then nothing. Right. They basically it's it's a real realistic, ultra realistic depiction of how a uh, a viral outbreak happens and what they do to respond to it. And that's it. Like, yeah, it's it's. It's a very, uh, for lack of a, a better word, or maybe the perfect word, it's a very sterile and clinical. Yeah. It's a very look. Cl- clinical and litigious is how it I would is. describe it. Well, and and the thing is, they do go into like, oh well, how do the governments respond? Which governments tried to keep it under wraps, and who was trying to like raise their hand and get to the bottom and blah blah blah. And it all it it's all very intertwined and well written and well acted and well conceived. But it's one of those where I think when you watch the movie, you can appreciate some of the realistic elements to it. But as a sure. movie, it doesn't really work. Almost kind of like um, when Gus it's Van like Van... watching a documentary that is not real. Yeah, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's like you watching know what I mean? a documentary that starred Matt Damon. And you're like, I can't get past the fact that there are a thousand famous people in this <laughs> right? documentary. And they're all scientists. I don't understand. I don't know when this happened. I, did, I knew right. Matt Damon was an activist, kind of. When was this? <laughs> when did this happen? How were they all involved? This is a this is really <laughs> this is really weird. really coincidental. Um, <laughs> I don't even remember what I was saying, but yes, like it's it's that it's I don't know. It, oh, I was just saying it's kind of the same way. Like when you heard that Gus Van Zant was doing a remake, a shot for shot remake of Psycho, you're like, oh, that could be really cool. And then you see it, and you're like, oh, no, it's not. <laughs> like you, you hear like, oh, this is a real world exactly w- a warning how a pandemic like this could start in our society. And you're like, and we, ooh, that sounds cool. And then you watch it, and you're like, no, it did not. <laughs> it's not. It's actually like I, I, I feel like <laughs> I don't know. This, this for me on the spectrum of outbreak movies is like a far far like one side of the spectrum. Yes. Like this is this is a what do you call it? A a marker if yeah. you will on the spectrum. Um and and that marker is faux documentary style <laughs> realism. Like realism. Like ultra realism. So right? we can go on to the other side of the spectrum and I would submit like a resident evil. Yes. <laughs> no, I think that's I think that's perfect. So on the other end of spectrum of outbreak movies, that would be perfect. You I would say like zombie or demon non-realistic. Movies. Yes, depiction of some sort of viral outbreak, and I think I think uh, uh, Resident Evil is perfect for that. We've had like nine of those movies to explore oh. the world. How many of them have you seen? Uh, I think I saw the first three. Okay, and then I stopped at. So I think I think I saw Resident Evil. Resident Evil, was there one called, like, Aftermath? I think there's one called Annihilation. I think Aftermath okay. is, like, the fifth or sixth one. I think okay, number two is Annihilation because they, like, blow up that town, Raccoon City. Oh, no, no. No, no. Nope. I'm looking it up. Here we go. Uh, I saw Resident Evil, the second one, Afterlife, and Afterlife. the third one, uh, Apocalypse? Is that right? Is Afterlife? I don't know. X-Men is had an Apocalypse. Right? I don't know. Uh, either way, I saw the like the first three. Okay, and then I, I realized saw the first one <laughs> that I did not care. <laughs> oh, they're so bad. Well, the first one. Okay, here's here's the first one has some memorable scenes. That I like I the was guy like, who gets cubed cool. by the lasers. Yes, that. Well, That's okay. cool. Did I say memorable scenes? Memorable scene. <laughs> that one. Uh, that scene reminded me. Do you remember when a similar thing kind of happens Cube? in Final Destination? Oh. Two, oh, where the dude the gets killed by the barbed wire fence. Yes, that, that was, was pretty cool too. Speaking of Final Destination, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's a pretty. I will, when it blows up and it shoots the barbed wire fence through him, through well, him, and he's still kind of standing there, and then all of a sudden he just kind of like click. slides off into pieces. I thought you were going to mention Cube, which I consider the most vi- uh, the most uh, virile uh, cinematic cubing. But oh god, a cube. 
Okay, that's one of my favorite movies. I by love the way. Cube. Just like that has nothing to do with this topic. But whatsoever. but guys, please watch Cube. It's so. What's good. the director? I think it's like Vincenzo Natali. Yeah, he's uh, he done a handful of them, but it's on Amazon. None of Prime. his other movies are as good as that one. He did uh, he did that Splice movie. Did you oh, ever watch right. that with Adrian I, Brody? I did. It's not very good. Not good. It's he like what did... if Species wasn't sexy? <laughs> it was just like gross and creepy <laughs> and creepy. Uh, then he also did in the tall grass, which is okay. I didn't, I didn't watch, but it's fine. I've, I've heard it's fine. It's fine. It's, um, it's fine. But cube is like Ooh. a masterwork it's of like so- science fiction. Uh, and we'll probably, we'll have to t- wait. Did we, we've talked about that. Did we do single location movies or something like that and we talked about cube in that one yeah and we, we talked we about totally cube. Did. yeah we totally um, did it also reminded me a little bit of that trailer of the platform that you sent me recently oh my god i want to see that movie yes everybody and go watch the trailer for the platform it looks great it is it's like a spanish film yeah um so if you can't get past subtitles then what are you, you doing yeah seriously <laughs> do you even Lord. like movies if you're not going to get past, if you're not going to watch Pan's Labyrinth with me, we can't be friends. We cannot be friends. <laughs> the end. Sorry. Um, but that movie looked sick. I like the idea. Uh, it was very cube esque. I I love the idea of like a vertical prison. Oh yeah. That has food. like, yes, but that also has like moon. What do they call them? Like like moon the windows. Moon, moon windows. On each level, so you can see all of the levels below you. I mean, you could basically, you could essentially jump to another level, which my is fa- apparently a plot in the movie. My, my favorite part of the whole trailer was when it fell, and this guy was like, "Was that a body?" He's like, "Of course, it was a body." <laughs> He's just got like blood splattered yeah. all over the side of his face. Oh, so good! It's all gonna right. be a good movie. We're gonna watch Platform. So anyway, getting back to less interesting movies. Well, Resident let's talk Evil. about kind of like zombie movies as a whole, because we, you know, we've talked okay. about you know uh, Twenty Eight Days Later, which kind of falls into the zombie category. I would say I- Twenty Eight Days Later for me feels like a perfect midpoint between mm-hmm. Contagion and Resident Evil. Like right. it's kind of campy in the concept of zombies, but it's handled in a very like upscale. Like kind of realistic yeah. way, like well, people I mean, respond to it in a very realistic way, and, and that's all because you know uh, how it was directed. I mean, it, Danny Boyle, right? Yeah, Danny yeah, Boyle. It's 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 a masterpiece because he's good behind the camera. Like sure. you can get the, almost the same story with the crazies, uh, either version of the crazies. Uh, and I you, I prefer the second crazies. So do I. The, actually, the OG the OG is fine and pulpy. But the second one is actually really good with Timothy Oliphant. Yep. It's like a good movie. But see, that's in the same type of vein as 28 Days Later, but it's, I would say, a little bit more like horror pulp. Yes, definitely. But I, like I something, would agree with that. Where would you put something like Train to Busan or um, what's, the, what's the radio one that, uh, that we talk about a lot? Oh, Pontypool. Um, yeah, Pontypool. Like, where oh, would you put shit. those two? Because Train to Busan was one that I thought of for this as well, because that's like the beginning of an outbreak, but he's trapped yeah. on the train, and it's I would, so effing good. I would put Pontypool closer <laughs> to the Resident, or not Resident, well, yeah, closer to the Resident Evil side than the 28 Days Later side, mainly because Pontypool is very pulpy. Like yeah, it's, and it's, a, it's a very high concept movie about like zombies, but it's still but it's, about zombies. It's still about like li- literal yeah. zombies. Um, I would put Train to Busan is probably in between Pontypool and Twenty Eight Days Later. It is definitely a zombie movie, but it does approach it in a much more like outbreak, lo- localized yeah. outbreak. Like, let's watch what happens when yeah. this gets out on board this train, essentially. Yeah. Um, which and then, is ooh, a cool let me, concept. Let me throw another one in here kind of for this category of group. In between Train to Busan and um, 28 Days Later, I would put World War Z because that's yeah. very much a zombie movie, but it's very much approached as a look at how countries deal with an outbreak like this. I will agree with that. The only thing that swings that even more, and I would almost say it's in between Pontypool and Resident Evil Afterlife, is because some of those scenes, man, are like 
a straight up video game oh, style. Like when you get the bodies like piling up outside of the wall to like. I can't re- stop. I mean, I can't stand the movie. Don't get me wrong. I, I, there's so but much. But you're wrong right. With it. it does but, definitely deal with like the the World Health Organization. Yeah. We've got to find like patient zero and the antibodies and right. <clears throat> you know it's. Yeah, it's health related. It's approached as if it were an outbreak. I will I I could I could get behind that for sure. Now, I want to ask you because we've talked uh zombie movies. What would you think what do you think about something like Dawn of the Dead? See, that one I I almost did, wouldn't even think of those in some of this because it's never established that it's like a blood disease or something. It's just zombies. Okay. I don't so think you since think- there's any element of it being a virus, it being an outbreak, it's just a horror movie with zombies. Okay. That was basically me just trying to get a litmus test feel of like where you fall on this. Now, right. let me let me throw this one out there. What about something like I Am Legend or Omega the Omega Man? Like where it's a last man on earth type scenario, but clearly the rest of humanity has been wiped out by some sort of right. viral outbreak. And, and it has turned people into like vampire slash right. zombie creatures. I That one to me falls kind of in line with The Stand because okay. it's not so much about the outbreak. It's about the aftermath of the outbreak, you know? And sure. so I still consider them part of this. I thought of I Am Legend for this podcast as well when we were talking about it because I, I do think that one fits because they are, quote-unquote, searching for a cure. For a cure. For, yeah, and I think that's part of it. Now, with Stand, basically just the setup is the virus, and then the rest is the supernatural battle between good and evil. So that one kind of falls down on it's truly about a virus outbreak. But, man, Captain Trips, it is a primo virus. It's a hell of a virus. Hell of it's a, a hell of a drug. It's a hell of a thing. Um, okay. And so what about a um, – so we've got that. We've got that. Uh, I mean, outbreak obviously falls. Yeah, I was going to ask, what about realism. outbreak? Outbreak is going to be closer to contagion. It will be. I, I mean, it's the proto-contagion. I just They tried to make it more entertaining because it was – I think it's a Michael Crichton book as well. It is, um, and it's got Dustin Hoffman and a monkey. So, mm-hmm. And a lot yeah. of hazmat suits. Oh, man, there are so many hazmat suits in that movie. Ugh. Uh-oh. Sorry, am I boring you? <laughs> you? No, I just kept thinking about Contagion. <laughs> uh, <coughs> diagnose my cough, everybody. <laughs> uh, turns out you have uh, the coronavirus. <laughs> turns have, out I'm have, fat. You have Bud Light virus. <laughs> um, so what else uh, do we have that you would consider like um, the kind of a viral outbreak movie? Um, I, not a movie, but just something you're a comic book fan. I'm a comic book book fan. Um, just a comic within this world is why the last man. Have you read it? Which the they're adapting man? into a show. Okay. Gonna I was going to ask you about that. Awesome. Cause I heard last I heard it got like the, the plug got pulled on it. Oh really? Like, I two hadn't of heard the that. Star, like the star, the star was going to be Barry Keoghan or whatever from um, uh, the deer. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The killing of sacred deer. Yes. Um, and he dropped out. Oh. Um, well, and bummer. then I heard that the showrunner dropped out. Well, bummer. Then I'm so, going to have to shift my attention to HBO's The Last of Us. That's yes. coming out. <laughs> which yes. is the same type of thing. Very excited. Uh, but Why the Last Man, awesome comic book series. If anybody's looking for any sort of like... Um, not it's not even a zombie esque. It's a post apocalyptic uh, virus that has wiped out all of men, the all of the men in the world. Yes, um, it's a very interesting story concept, and I'm surprised that it's going through this like development hell because I think that is like rife for movie or television storytelling. Well, I mean, you know it's I mean? got it's got more of a baked in audience as some uh, like I would think that there'd be more of a baked in readership for Why the Last Man than Umbrella Academy and that got greenlit like nobody's business. For sure. Netflix, where are you with Why the Last Man? Pick Jesus. that shit up. Let's get this Jesus, made. You got I Lock need, and Key? I you got Umbrella it. Academy? I want some Why the Last Man. Why the Last Man? Because it's awesome. Um so that's a that's a really good one. Um yeah, we can talk about the upcoming uh, Last of Us television series that I don't know recently the only, got announced. 
from HBO. The only thing I know about it is uh, Craig Mazin, who's the showrunner and writer behind Chernobyl, is the guy that's behind it. And, and you know that shit's going to be and good. And so that's going to be good. So, uh, Craig, bring it on home, man. So if you've, uh, for those who are unfamiliar <laughs> with The Last of Us, it is a fantastic video game. Um, which, which is only for PlayStation, and that sucks because I'm an Xbox family. And it, so I cannot is. play it unless I was playing it on your PlayStation when you <laughs> stayed with us. That is true. And it is, it's really great. It's a really great, interesting yeah. uh, concept of a viral outbreak that has basically decimated humanity. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to ask you a question. Basically, the outcomes of viral outbreaks in movies, it seems to go one of two ways. One, you end up with a depopulated world, or two, right. you end up with zombies. <laughs> like that. Essentially, those appear to be the only two outcomes. Well, or of or a you viral can, outbreak, or you can throw in like the happy endings of outbreak and contagion, and the end of the movie is it's fine. Right. Never mind. Yeah. Never mind is the end of the movie, or war of, war of the worlds, where the viral outbreak killed and saved the planet. Right. And, it, and in that case, it's you're welcome. Yeah, that's the uh, the hero of the movie was the viral outbreak. Exactly. So that's probably got to be number one because right. it's the only movie in history that makes the viral out outbreak the hero. That not true. Uh, Independence Day. <laughs> well, they the common the common cold saved us from an alien invasion. Oh Lord in heaven! Thank you, <clears throat> Jeff Goldblum. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for that. You demand, Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Um, so what was your question? Uh, no. So my question is, are those the only two outcomes? No, the other one is like they get cured. So it's like a happy outcome. The world is decimated or, or zombies. zombies. <laughs> like that's, that is it. Those Which by the, the way, I'm always kind of hoping for zombies. Cause I feel like I could fare better. Okay. I could fare better against zombies than I could about like not touching my mouth and my nose as a lifelong <laughs> fingernail chewer. Like, I would fare better against zombies than, like, being clean. That's a hilariously ridiculous conceit. (laughs) But true. But so true. I do have a question. There's one type of Outbreak movie that I haven't seen yet, and essentially, Rick and Morty, you mentioned it earlier, it kind of, like, addressed this concept. What if if you just had... Has there been an Outbreak-type movie where the outcome is just a drastically changed world, but not necessarily a decimation of the population or zombies. Like, instead, it's like we're all weird Cronenberg creations now, and and that's just it. We're not zombies. We don't eat each other. We just, like, horribly got deformed and disfigured and end of movie. The first thing that comes to mind is Annihilation. Yeah, it's kind of like that, right? Like, yeah, but that, I mean, that's alien, but it is like changing and virally encompassing the landscape. Things, but it's not necessarily killing people. I mean, or making them, ha- it's just making them different. Right. So that's that the closest is, thing I would say that I, that's the first thing that comes to mind. For me, that's a fascinating conceit you know what i mean like that is a fascinating outcome that i haven't seen enough of i want to see something happen that like changes the face of the world and how people live in it but isn't necessarily the fear of death or being eaten you know know? there's a there's a book that i that i read that they did make into a movie but the movie or it may have been a show it was either a show or a movie, but it wasn't that great. Um, but it was by an author named like Jose Santiago, I think. But the book was called Blindness. And basically what it was was the premise of the book was a virus infects 98% of the world and makes everybody blind over the course of like five months. They, they did make that with uh, Julianne Moore and Mark <laughs> Ruffalo. Yes, it's not great it's not a great movie the book was very good but that's basically what you're talking about is there was a viral outbreak it didn't kill people it makes them blind but it causes a world in which you know people are dying because they're not used to being blind or they're hurting each other or people are turning violent or looting because people think they can get away with stuff 
And for me, that's a cool concept. You know what I mean? Like that is rife for. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's kind of like uh, what's that that movie? Is it uh, no or children of children of men? Children of men, where no one can have babies and that right, one like, person can. Like, like a viral outbreak has yeah. has essentially rendered everyone sterile. Ooh, see, we should include these two in in our in our possibilities. Like, Children of Men is a badass movie. It is a super duper duper badass movie. But it's also an interesting, like I said, it's an interesting concept. It's an interesting story device. Instead of the world being ravaged by zombies or it's decimated, like our way by of everyone life dying. has to change. Yeah, they're like, what do we do now? Now that we can't repopulate. Like, yeah. what happens? We all just age out of the world? You know what oh, I mean? Like, there's a there's a book that I read, and I can't remember the name of it right now, but it was basically the extinctionist or something like that. But it was the book takes place in a world where someone has created a serum that will allow you to freeze your aging process and you can just live forever. Ooh. So you can still get killed if you, like, get hit by a bus or whatever. But sure. you... Um, but you just live forever at the age in which you take the serum. And then the book goes into like basically what that does to the world because nobody's dying and like population getting out of control. And so they start these organizations where people will basically come to your house and kill you when you're tired of living because suicide has become illegal because of these different reasons. What? (coughs) And it's about a guy who like does that for a living and it's, incredibly cool yeah that sounds awesome you know that just made me think too of another one that's kind of a similar thing is have you seen the movie daybreakers with ethan hawk you know a long time ago and i remember so little about it so the concept of that is there was a viral outbreak and it's basically turned the entire world's population into vampires that's right they have to have blood to survive right and so, like, there are a few humans that remain, but they're basically being hunted right. by the the primary population, which is now vampires. I like, rem- that's another interesting one because, boom, there there it is again. The world isn't destroyed, per se. It's just the way that people live is drastically altered. Now, was that a foreign movie, or am I thinking of something else? No, Day- Daybreakers was the Spirig Brothers that's uh, right, yeah. And then and what, got, they went on to do something else that I wasn't super thrilled with. Yeah. They did Predestination, which I love. Holy shit, that movie's so good, man. But that's Winchester. also based off a really good uh, short story. Winchester sucked ass. And then Jigsaw. That was the one I was thinking of. Jigsaw, which also sucks ass. Did it? I don't think I ever saw Jigsaw. That was like the prequel to the Jigsaw trilogies or what? Septilogies or whatever. There yeah, it was a... There was a prequel? There was a movie that came out like two years ago called Did Jigsaw. Ha- about the guy? Like, was it about cancer guy or whatever? Kind of. It's it's dumb. But it, I was, does it, the, the Spirit is Brothers it like a Saw movie? Yeah, it's very much a Saw movie. A bunch of people captured in a thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, weird. Because yeah. the only one that I thought of, or I thought they had been done making those for a while, I just recently, with that new Spiral, the Chris Rock which kind of I'm on board for so that maybe. by the way. I don't know what to think of that. That honestly feels like a Mad Lib. It like, does, it, but I mean I'm totally in for everything in that trailer. I know. I saw the trailer and it looks great, but the concept is very hard for me to get past. I'm like, "Wait, what? Chris Rock and Samuel L. Jackson in a Saw movie and Chris Rock like wrote the movie?" And, and like fought for it to get produced and and is starring in it as a like a hard nosed detective. Detective, like what is happening here? But it's also I think it's directed by Darren Lynn Boozman, who has a very storied history with the Saw movies. I think he directed like two or three of them. I think he did. Well, I mean, I know he did. I know he wrote a lot of them too. He also did that crazy. Uh, did you ever see uh, Devil's Carnival? The like no. musical, the musical. He also did Repo, the genetic. I, did, opera. I saw Repo, the genetic opera. I know he did that. I did not see Devil's um, Carnival. Is pretty dope, dude. It's like a short film. I think it's only like thirty or forty-five minutes. Uh, but it's Darren Lynn Boozman too, and it's okay. weird. It's like a musical about the Devil's Carnival. Interesting. Okay, here we go. He did Saw two, three, and four. Okay, and he is doing Spiral. Is that correct? He is doing one? Spiral. Okay, I thought so. All right. Interesting. Interesting. Way to go. All right. Um, 
But anyway, back to back to. Uh, I was about to say, did we have we movies. have we got to? Uh, Speaking of spiraling, <laughs> uh, yeah, we we totally spiraled very very far away. Um, if we're spiraling back, do we have we uh, infected enough of the airwaves? And is is it time for a list? I think it's time for a list. This is where we make a list. The list. List. All right. So. Oh man. There, there's been a lot that we've talked about. I kind of loved our little timeline that we made. Not timeline, but like graph that we made. Sure. But when we're thinking of like ranking a top five, what what are the criteria? Is it like closest to being what like an outbreak? Like showing what an outbreak does while also sure. being entertaining. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Honestly, I think we could we could probably go into um, categories with this one, kind of like we've done some of our lists in the past. I think we can do like, you know, I think if you want an ultra realistic depiction of what an actual viral outbreak would be like, watch Contagion. Yeah, while I it's think... not while it's not the most interesting movie on the face of the planet all the time. Right, it is ultra realistic. Like it's I... as close to uh, to watching a documentary on an actual viral outbreak that you can get. I'm almost thinking like in our list, like it should be probably two or three. I cannot put it as number one because it was not entertaining no, and it's honestly, not very good. I think it should be maybe like like number four or five. I think. Oh really? Almost... That low. I mean, maybe not. Yeah, it, I guess it could be like three, maybe three or four. Let's put it, it definitely at three right now and then go above one. and below. Okay. Um, so below that, uh, or excuse me, above that. Um, I would put 28 Days Later above yeah, that. Yeah, 28 personally. Days Later is is maybe one of my favorites. So that's yeah, either so two, or, two or one for I'm gonna, me. I'll put that up sure. at top for right now and see if anybody can bump it off. I mean, pers- right. personally, I'd love to put Children of Men somewhere on here. Yeah, let's put Children of Men, um, maybe Children of Men at four. Okay. Yeah, I think because it's not, yes, it's about a viral outbreak, but it's not, it's not what we're talking about really for this. This is a different take on it. Sure. Once again, it is no longer, it is not a zombie or mass death outcome. It is instead a severely altered way of life. Right. For the remaining population. Um, I like that. I think that's good. Um, so do we want to put something like some uh, a cla- a more classic movie like Outbreak or the Andromeda Strain? Do we think one of those kind of fits I on think here? If we're like a if we're going between Andromeda Strain or Outbreak, it's got to be Outbreak for me. Yeah, I mean Andromeda Strain is not very good. <laughs> yeah, that's just in my personal opinion. Yeah. I think I think Outbreak is a genuinely like good movie. It's dated now, yeah, but it's sure. You know, it's a it's a solid. It was a blockbuster yeah. at the time, and it and it still feels very much that. Well, so I'll put that at number five for right now. Now, let me, I'll I'll be a little bit uh, uh, personal biased here. Okay. So right now, our list looks like this: we've got number five, Outbreak; number four, Children of Men; number three, Contagion. We have a blank space at number two, and number one at Twenty Eight Days Later. Sure. I kind of want to put Train to Busan in that second spot. But I know I don't know if it's too close to a zombie movie like Twenty Eight Days Later. If we need to bump Contagion up to number two and put that at like number three. Um. Beep, boop, boop, beep, boop, boop, boop. Um. Or is there like should we put something like The Stand or The Crazies? Yeah, I feel like The Crazies would still be honestly. I feel like we should bump Contagion to number two, and I would suggest maybe we put something like the Omega Man or uh, Last Man on Earth or um, I Am Legend somewhere, like, in the third. Um, because, once again, that's a altered way of life. It is a math ext- mass extinction-type event. Right. Um, and honestly, the fucking Omega Man with uh, Charlton Heston and the fucking Soylent Green as people shit. That's like super yeah. memorable. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm putting Omega Man it's as a, people. I'm putting Soylent Omega Man as number three. I, I don't think I think you're right. You can't get past that. Honestly, it, because Contagion is so much more realistic, it bumps up. But I think Omega Man is, is much better than that. Yeah, I'm totally on board for that. I I. 
I feel like that is the missing puzzle piece for this list. So Perfect. right now, let me read it back and make sure you feel good with it, because I sure as hell do. Number five, Outbreak. Number four, Children of Men. Number three, Omega Man. Number two, Contagion. And number one, 28 Days Later. Dude, I love that list. Yeah, I I think that is great. And honestly, if we're going to be quarantined in this house for weeks upon weeks upon weeks until everyone kind of gets their stuff together, I think we need to watch these just on repeat. I agree. And I'm going to be honest, after our doomsday prepper uh, evaluation, dude, the coronavirus is outbreaking right now, and we have already survived 59 We have reached the end of another High Five, the podcast episode. It's time to lock up the writer's room and rest comfortably, knowing we knocked out another great list of things you should be watching. If the guys didn't mention your favorites this week in their lists, you can harass them by emailing them at myfive at highfivethepodcast.com. That's M-Y-F-I-V-E at H-I-G-H-F-I-V-E-T-H-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot com. (sighs) Got that? Or connecting with them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash high five the podcast. On Twitter at hi the number five the podcast. Instagram at high five the podcast or on Letterboxd by searching high five colon the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever else you listen to podcasts and drop the show a five-star rating to show us some love. What's the worst that could happen? Selective fatigue syndrome? Maybe. See you next week. And that's a wrap, everybody. Cut, Casper. That's a wrap. Cut, printed. What happens in the next reel? Cut. Okay, that's a print. Okay, cut. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, people. Now let's get the hell out of here.